0: Welcome to episode 30 of C3 Crystals, Cauldrons, and Cocktails. I'm Ren. And I'm River. And today we're going to talk about Samhain.
1: <laughs> yes, it's that time of year. Yes,
0: every time I read it, I'm like, oh, it's Samhain. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but I gotta remind myself, it's Samhain.
1: <laughs> but first, what are we drinking? We are drinking our Witch's Brew which we put the recipe for our patrons up. Um, it's basically hot chocolate with extra goodies in it. The Our patrons got the recipe of the base, mm-hmm. and then you can add different liquors or whatever you want. So, you know, some people put Bailey's Irish cream. Mm-hmm. I have made mine today with marshmallow vodka.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What it's did you do so with yours?
0: Good. Same marshmallow vodka. Yay!
1: <laughs> I wish we were together. It's hard. I don't, I didn't get to watch you make your drink or anything like that.
0: I know, but the full like hot chocolate mix recipe is on our Patreon. If you want to go check it out, it's delicious.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, it's superb guys. Mm-hmm. I've not had any other hot chocolate mix, even without the alcohol in it. It's, mm-hmm. f- it's
0: amazing. Yes. But let's. Get right into uh Sam Hain. Sam <laughs> Hain. Sam Hain. Sam Hain. No, let's get into <laughs> Samhain. So what okay. is Samhain? Samhain is a Gaelic festival marking the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter, or the uh quotes, uh darker half of the year. Mm-hmm. Um in the northern hemisphere, it is held on the first of November but with celebrations beginning on the evening of October the 31st. So mm-hmm. that's as the Celtic day begins and ends at like sunset.
1: You know? Yeah. Their holidays are like sunset yeah. Um, driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And on Samhain, the veil between us and the next world is thinner. It's easier to communicate and easier to do anything with the dead. But of course I advise caution and don't do anything you're not ready for, you don't understand, you know, educate yourself before you do it.
1: Definitely. It's a great time to work divination Mm -hmm. because a lot of times it is the spirits that work through divination, not for everybody, but for some people. And if you are one that connects with the spirits um, or if your ancestors are ones that help give you your insight, this is a great time to do it because the the veil is the thinnest. It is all year long. Mm Yeah. It's also the final harvest celebration. As you said, it's the mm-hmm. third of, of three harvest celebrations. Mm-hmm. And it's also, it was known as the Celtic New Year back in the day that this mm-hmm. was the their new year. And some witches also celebrated as their new year mm-hmm. um, as well. So, and it's actually, it, it's, it's Samhain, but it's also pronounced Samhain or in Scotland, I believe it's Samhain. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, um, but uh, we here, and at least our little Kevin, mm-hmm. <laughs> we pronounce it as Samhain. Samhain, or if you read it, it's Samhain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or Samhain for yeah, those other
1: Georgia no. people out there. I uh, know. Um, and it's actually translated as Summer's End. That's mm-hmm. the literal translation. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I really like that. hmm
0: Because I bet I feel like some people look at it and they're like, Oh, that's such a mysterious and spooky name, Samhain. (laughs) No, it's just another language. (laughs) Yeah. So let's get into a little bit of history. Mm -hmm. So, Samhain is believed to have Celtic uh, pagan origins, and some Neolithic passage tombs in Ireland are aligned with the sunrise at the time of Samhain, which I thought was really cool.
1: Very cool. Kind of like the. (laughs) My brain went blank and I've only had a few sips, I promise. Um, Stonehenge, kind of like Stonehenge is aligned for the solstice, I believe. I think it's the solstice. I believe so. So I didn't realize there were some that were aligned for the time of Samhain. That's Mm -hmm. cool.
0: And it is the first mentioned in the earliest Irish uh, literature. Wow. You and I both From the ninth century and is associated with many important events in Irish mythology. Okay. Uh, Because the Celts, I'm going to, (laughs) yeah, believe that the barrier between worlds was breachable, like quotes, during Samhain, they prepared offerings that were left outside villages and fields for fairies or she.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) S I D H S.
1: Yes, and it's, that's actually spelled several different ways as well, depending on what dialect, S-I-D-H-E, um, mm-hmm. but yes, it's pronounced she.
0: Yes, and I, I thank uh, River for putting in the pronunciation on that one, because I would have, yes. uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was also expected that ancestors might cross over during these times as well, and Celts mm-hmm. would dress as animals and monsters so that the fairies were not tempted to kidnap them.
1: Can you imagine how frightening that would be thinking that if you were walking home from the village, you know, market or whatever, that you might be kidnapped by fairies?
0: Right. I, scary. I, I know some specific monsters were associated with the mythology around Samhain, including a shape shifting creature called Puka. Yes. Yes. And I think that, well, I'm going to, let me finish this and then I'll go off. Okay. Of okay. Um, so called Puka that receives harvest offerings from the field. You know, mm-hmm. when I read this and I didn't know that it had to do with a shape shifting creature called Puka, it reminded me of the movies on Hulu.
1: That I think it is based on. I think. well, I never saw those movies, but I me assume neither. they are based on the Puka. Really? It's a thing. Yeah. I
0: watched trailers. To watch that video, and I just thought it looked like. Uh, I'm sorry if you actually got if you guys enjoyed that movie. I just thought it looked really not it for me. Like it silly. looked a little
1: cheesy to me, yeah. but I, I haven't watched it to know if it's good or not. Um, and the Puka is supposed to be uh, shape shifting, so mm-hmm. let me tell you about the Puka. Okay. I I love the Puka. This is something that I. I have known about. So the puka is actually the Celtic word for goblin, which oh. I, I found interesting. Yes. And it's usually seen in the form of a horse. Most often it's a horse, oh. black horse with, I believe, a mane and the, depending on what the, the eyes have been said to be golden, they've been said to be red. Um, but it's also takes the shape of a dog, a rabbit, a goat, a goblin, and even old men. Old men. <laughs> yes. But generally it is seen as a dark, sleek horse with that long flowing mane and these mm-hmm. luminescent eyes, which I think most definitions call them golden, but I have seen some call them red.
0: Oh, red.
1: They, they have the power of human speech so they can talk and they are inclined to uh, make great sport of people that they talk with. They, they're little fibbers is what they are. They're uh. little tricksters. They they lie. or. I don't know that any fae, this is also something I've never researched to know if it's true or not, but I've always heard that the fae can't lie. Mm -hmm. And so it may be that they just embellish the truth. You know how people that can't lie are often really good at at telling the truth in such a way to make you believe something else. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what the puka does. And in Ireland, the puka is one of the most feared fairy of all because it appears only at nighttime. So that makes it scary already. Mm -hmm. And it enjoys creating havoc and mischief, which to me, that's not as scary as some of the other monsters I've heard about that, like, rip you to pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any stories out there that I could find where the puka have actually hurt anybody.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. They're just scary. Every county in Ireland has its very own puka. (laughs) Isn't that cool? Oh, that is cool. Now, they do like open mountainous areas because mm-hmm. they can run free in their horse form, and they just love that. Mm-hmm. And many small mountainous lakes and springs in Ireland are called puka pools, which I found interesting, or pola, pola puka, which means puka or demon hole. Mm. But as Christianization came about in Ireland, they converted some of these puka pools and they've been renamed to be St. Patrick Wells. Hmm. Which I interesting. Found interesting. And then on Samhain, like you were talking about, that amount that's left, the, the goods that are left for them, you go out and you harvest. This is the last harvest. And so you go out and harvest, but you leave some out there in the field, some good produce out there in the field. And that's called the Puka's share. And that's kept there for the pukas to keep them from, you know, being their mischievous selves. Hmm. I I love the puka and I guess I should watch that movie, even though it looks cheesy. Yeah, Uh, You guys, if you've watched it, let us know if it's any good or not. I've not been able to bring myself to watch. I
0: know, but um, other than the puka, Mm -hmm. there are other like, tales and everything that surround itself around Samhain Mm -hmm. so there's a lady lady Gwen I'm gonna you know Mm -hmm. pronounce it that way is a headless woman dressed in white who chases night wanderers and was accompanied by a black pig
1: yeah, this one fascinated me. And I was like, oh, I've got to look that up. I've never heard of that before. And I can't find anything on it. The only thing I could find was that she's the, supposed to be a vengeful woman, but I couldn't find her story. You know, how did she become headless? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I did read that her pig, the black pig, is tailless. So it doesn't have its normal little curly tail. Mm-hmm. But that's all that I could find on it because I thought, oh, that's going to be a great story. How did this, you know, headless woman come about and why is she chasing people in the on yeah, yeah I have no I,
0: idea that's the I, only I, sentence that I found and I thought it was interesting so I put it in my notes
1: <laughs> yeah I, I when you had talked about it and I thought oh I'm gonna look that up and mm-hmm. see if I've got a story to tell and I couldn't find anything there's nothing no
0: there's also the Dulan Dulan I'm gonna pronounce D- though.
1: D- Dulahan maybe
0: Dulahan.
1: That Probably way. not, but I, I don't know.
0: Sometimes appears as impish creatures, right? So sometimes headless men on horses who have car- like who are carrying their heads, mm-hmm. riding f- um flame-eyed horses. There's a lot with horses. Oh, you? maybe the flame eyed horses they're riding are Puka. Oh, uh, maybe they're Puka's. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, their appearance was a death omen to anyone oh. who encountered them, though. Okay. Um, that doesn't really go with the puka. No. But the I thought.
1: Puka is more fun and lighthearted yeah. story.
0: Well, we have the horses. And then we also have now two headless mm-hmm. like type stories going on. So I don't well, know.
1: And then the story <laughs> of Ichabod Crane, the headless horseman stories that we all know. What's up with the headless I people? Know. I don't know. I On Samhain. I don't know. I don't know.
0: A group of hunters known as the fairy host might also haunt Samhain and kidnap people, Woo!
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is
0: similar to the, I'm not going to pronounce it right, salah Salach, mm-hmm. with the G-H at the end, um, who would come to the West to enter houses and steal souls.
1: Yeah, those, I- I've heard of the fairy host before. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we did an episode with uh, a little bit about the fairies and I think we're going to do some more later on. One of our patrons has requested some more on the fae, but The the fairy hosts are those fairies. They they run wild. They have no human loyalty or mercy. They don't care about humanity at all. There's nothing sweet about them. There's nothing cute about them. They don't have the cute little wings that we envision when we think of Tinkerbell. Mm -hmm. And they are more feared than death itself because death is a natural part of life. But these creatures take your soul. And so if your soul is stolen, then you can't go on with that cycle of life where Mm -hmm. life and death and rebirth and all of that. Yeah. So yeah, those uh the fairy host is very scary. Um, it's also the time of the the dumb supper, which (laughs) I don't think the word dumb must have meant the same as it does to us now because it makes no sense otherwise. But it's Mm -hmm. spelled just like dumb D-U-M-B. And the tradition of the Dumb Supper began, began back in this time of the Celts about 2,000 years ago, and they would eat f- food, but only after inviting their ancestors to join in. Hmm. So they would give the families a chance to interact with the spirits that are walking the earth on Samhain, mm-hmm. um, and they would enjoy this feast together on Samhain and reunite and the children would play games to entertain the dead and the adults would update the dead on the past year's news. Um, And then that night they would leave their doors and windows open, especially the ones facing West for the dead to come in and eat cakes that had been left out for them. Oh, (laughs) Which is oh, fascinating.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. That's kind of nice, like eating the cakes that's been, I don't know. Yeah, I feel
1: a, like and <laughs> a, a family feast. It's a yeah. fam- family time to get back together with your ancestors. How cool is yeah. that?
0: I think that's pretty cool.
1: I don't know. I want to do
0: that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but in the Roman Empire, about 43 AD, I thought mm-hmm. this was, this is cool. The Roman Empire had conquered the majority of the Celtic territory at that point mm-hmm. and in the course of the 400 years like over 400 years they were ruled they ruled the celtic lands and they had two festivals of roman origin that were combined with the traditional celtic celebration of samhain which i like that they didn't just like wipe out the celtic um history and they kind of like combined it and so they kind of kept that alive
1: well and the the church had to do that too because people, you can't take people's culture away from them without risking them fighting back. So I think that was clever of the Romans to merge them.
0: Yeah, it's similar to how when Christianity was taking mm-hmm. over and they combined paganism and Christianity mm-hmm. um, I can't remember what years that happened. I'm pretty sure it happened similar time because it was within the Roman Empire and Mm -hmm. everything. I'm learning about that now, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's very interesting because I feel like they were a little bit more um, understanding in that time for a little bit, at least. And so to be able to recognize and instead of like wiping out somebody's culture,
1: they combined it to keep the peace. Yeah, I think it, like you said, it might have been to keep the peace. I don't know that it was more that they were understanding. I think they just didn't want to be murdered in their beds by uprisings of the pagans. Yeah. And by placating them, they were able to keep them, quote, in their place and rule over them. I don't know that the Romans were a very um, loving people.
0: (laughs) No, no, not at all. But to understand... um, like how Samhain works, it's important to recognize how the structure of the year's calendar affected the Celts religious practices.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So much of the modern uh, pagan practices is based on the wheel of the year, a a major determining factor in Celtic worship. Mm -hmm. So the Celtic year was divided into halves, which I thought was really cool because I didn't know this like all the way i knew it had to deal with this but not where it came from and so two halves light and dark which were like to deal with their four annual fire festivals basically right yeah so in between rituals or ceremonies um they celebrated by marking this uh solstices when night is either the shortest or longest right Mm -hmm. or equinoxes when the days are equal to the night and mm-hmm. so, Samhain is the fire festival that marked the beginning of the dark half of the year and is situated between the autumnal equinox and the winter solstice, which I thought was really cool.
1: Yeah. Did you know back in the day, back in that time frame that you're talking about, it was common that when they went outside to do this last harvest, it was all a ceremonial type thing. They, had to allow the fires that are that were in their homes to go out which I imagine was you know this is a you're getting into winter time and fire Mm -hmm. wasn't easy to start they didn't have matches or lighters like we do yeah Um, but then the druids would start this communal bonfire after the harvest was over and they started it with this wheel thing it was kind of like a flint like we use flint like that but this wheel turned and made the spark Mm -hmm. and created this bonfire it was a communal bonfire for the whole village and everybody would take a torch from that bonfire to go and relight their hearths in their homes
0: oh you
1: know I guess to start that new year
0: yeah I mean that sounds nice and then if you look at the fire then you like know where it came from and celebration and everything yeah
1: I mean that still took a lot of faith on the part of the people that were out there harvesting. I mean, it was cold by then and fire wasn't easy to make and, you know, d- depending on where they lived, it could be quite cold.
0: Yeah. I, and I bet it was a lot colder than what it is now in this type of season because like, mm-hmm. we've had like global warming issues, and, mm-hmm. like all of that. So, I mean, I bet you it was like freezing, like freezing, freezing.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was supposedly a mandatory celebration Samhain where mm-hmm. they would go out and do this everybody had to participate in the harvest and you know everybody participated in this communal bonfire and everybody had a piece of this communal bonfire in their home for the rest of the winter
0: mm-hmm. which
1: I just found fascinating
0: I think that's pretty cool mm-hmm. so now let's get into ways to celebrate I know okay that's what we're all waiting for right? <laughs>
1: With marshmallow vodka.
0: Yes. How do I celebrate? How does one celebrate? So there are bonfires, like we just said, that Mm -hmm. um, there's multiple uses for bonfires and we'll hit on a lot of them. Um, Bonfires used in divination rituals, but again, Mm -hmm. not all divination involves fire. Right.
1: I mean, even basic tarot reading, like we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. is a, a form of divination yeah yeah I, I kind of like the idea of a family bonfire and you know maybe everybody lighting a candle like a, a get together with your friends and you've got a bonfire in the backyard it's the fall it's cool and crisp and everybody lighting a candle from it or something that would make it communal and maybe have each person blow out the candle and make a wish or something I don't know I just that, think that yeah. that would be fun yeah that, that would sounds- be a fun way to celebrate that's
0: that sounds fun. I would go. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, mm-hmm.
0: You can also celebrate with music and dancing celebration type. You mm-hmm. know, like if, mm-hmm. if you don't even know how to dance, just move, just do it. Move I don't around. know. How, yeah, I don't know how to dance. It's quite awful, and I make your eyes bleed. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah.
1: I was going to say, I think that at one of those, one of these celebrations, people aren't really paying attention as to what everybody else is doing. They're just enjoying the moment themselves. So you don't really have to worry about looking stupid or whatever.
0: Yeah, I know. I just, I don't know how to dance. (laughs) Um, Wiccans look at Samhain as the passing of the year, like we Mm -hmm. said, and incorporate common Wiccan traditions into that celebration, which Mm -hmm. I like because like
1: that's tradition. I like that too. Although I don't, I'm not, Wiccan myself. Yeah. Um, but they are that they do have Samhain as a traditional s- sabbat for them and mm-hmm. their and their religion. Um, but you don't have to be Wiccan to celebrate uh Samhain. Mm-hmm. You can host your own dumb dinner, make a feast to remember your lost loved ones, talk about them, remember them, um, including pets, which you know that you know, I like to talk about the pets that we've lost, I miss yeah. them still. Mm-hmm. um leave food out for your ancestors to enjoy i'm not sure in this day and age we can leave the doors and windows open facing the west i don't think that's very safe right now yeah but um you know it's it's still a fun idea i think mm-hmm. and you could make foods for this dumb dinner there's uh barmbrack which i'm probably not pronouncing right b a r m b r a c k and it was a baked delight that has Celtic roots. And mm-hmm. it's often now in today's world baked around Samhain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's my mouth is watering. <laughs> it's a, a loaf of sweetened dried fruit bread filled with uh, yeasted bread that was baked with trinkets inside of it. Oh. And the trinkets were for, were a form of divination. They were a form of fortune telling. So you could put charms into this bread and whatever Trinket you got would be a prediction of what will come next year, so you know the trinkets could be hearts or you know whatever you want, and you could interpret it however you want to. It's open to your interpretation on whatever charms you get. you know common charms back then were rings for marriage, coins for wealth, mm-hmm. a p meant that you wouldn't marry that year. oh. <laughs> A piece of cloth signaled falling on hard times or bad luck. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and a small stick meant that you were going to have an unhappy marriage or dispute. Well, let's
0: just not even put those in it to begin with.
1: <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> uh, I know, right. But if you do decide to make it, there's recipes out there. Where you can use a simple Irish soda bread and adapt it to fill dried fruit or candied lemon and orange peel in it. Um I, my husband, there's a bread that he likes at Christmas and I can't remember the name of it, but it's a fruit bread. I think that would be a type of bram, 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 barn brack.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: um, if you do use trinkets and bake them in your bread, make sure you clean them really well first and don't swallow them. <laughs> And don't and don't swallow them. Be very careful while you're eating it. Choking hazard. <laughs> um, spiced mold wine was common back in the day. So that might be something good to have now to celebrate. Or a mead. Mead is always it's transcendent through the times. Mm-hmm. Um apples, you don't like mead. Is that what you were gonna say? a yeah,
0: mead, I know we've had it a couple of times. Um in the episode but um for my birthday celebration we we and like Mm -hmm. our husbands we went to a haunted like house village thing and um they had an amazing amazing apple cider Mm -hmm. oh i think i i think about it i'm like i could just go back just for that
1: (laughs) You guys, that was so fun. We did. We went together with our our husbands um, to celebrate Ren's birthday. And uh, it's at the grounds of a Renaissance festival and they have it all set up. And it was so much fun. I screamed my head off all the way through it. It was so fun. I
0: laughed Uh, pretty much all the way through it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I screamed. Screamed my head off. Um, other foods for this dumb dinner might be apples. You can have apple pie or mm-hmm. make apple cider, or this is a good one. You take a block of cream cheese at room temperature and you cover it with caramel sauce and then you sprinkle Heath bar crunchies on top of it. And it's a great dip for apples. It's so oh, yummy.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Block of cream cheese. I wouldn't even think about that. You know? It's
1: so good. Yeah. That's wow. so much fun.
0: Yeah. I have that in the Druid traditions of Mm -hmm. Samhain celebrations, the dead with um, where they celebrate the dead um, with a festival on October 31st and usually features a bonfire. Here's a bonfire again Mm -hmm. and um, commune with the dead, right? So American pagans often hold music and dance celebrations called witches balls in proximity to Samhain, which I just thought that was cool.
1: <laughs> I want to go to a witches ball. I know that they have witches balls in New Orleans, mm-hmm. that heritage that they have there with the voodoo heritage and that kind of yeah, thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I would
1: I, love to go to. A I know, Witch's me ball. too.
0: I want to be able to travel. Ugh, I just want, I want to go. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: um also if you leave your house as we do on mm-hmm. the night of Samhain take a gris gris with you for protection and leave mandrake and or hawthorn around your doors and windows right and if you don't know what a gris gris is it's a charm bag or hex bag if you don't use the term gris gris and I don't even mm-hmm. know if I'm saying I'm pretty sure I'm saying it right Gris. yeah I
1: don't I mean because French would be gris 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 I don't know if it's yeah. a gris gris or or what I don't know either
0: well I've always like I grew up like here in gris gris, you know, Well, we
1: are in the South. So, yeah. it's, you know, I, I don't know how it's ha, yeah. pro- properly, pronounced. properly
0: pronounced. That's how I was raised pronouncing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can leave food offerings on altars and doorsteps for the dead who may be walking, which mm-hmm. we've talked about. And then light a candle in the window. So I thought this is cool. Light a candle in the window to invite the spirits of your loved ones into your home. And you can set a place at the dinner table for them too.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a great idea. So mm-hmm. when you do the dumb dinner, actually set places for your ancestors. That's a great mm-hmm. idea. I really like that one. Yeah, the along that same line where you put a candle in the window, you're supposed to open this western-facing door or mm-hmm. window and put a candle to let them know that they're welcome in your home. That's, mm-hmm. that's very cool.
0: What if you, you don't can, have a window on the west side of your house?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I guess... Or a door or anything. I I don't know.
0: Because I I live in an apartment.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess outside your front door or out your back door. I don't know what direction your your apartment faces. I never paid attention to what the directions are. I have no idea. I could figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, You can set up a Samhain altar. So if you're new to pagan tradition and you don't have a permanent altar that you can change around and redecorate, you can just easily set up on a table or a counter in your kitchen um, and leave it in place for the three days prior to Samhain. You can Mm -hmm. decorate it with symbols of the fall, like skulls and skeletons and grave rubbings, which I think is a great idea. I would love to go to an old cemetery and make some grave rubbings and Mm -hmm. put that on my altar. I think that would be cool. Um, symbols of ghosts, harvest foods such as little pumpkins and the squash. I mean, those that we decorate our mantles and stuff with at Halloween time or at Thanksgiving time, that kind of thing goes really well on your altar. Mm-hmm. Nuts and berries and dark breads, dried leaves, acorns, have a cornucopia filled with an abundance of those things the mm-hmm. fruits and veggies. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't want to do that kind of altar, you can make an ancestor's altar, which I also think is a great idea, especially if you're going to have one of these dumb dinners. Um, you can honor your deceased family members with this ceremony. You gather photographs and heirlooms and other mementos of the deceased deceased family and friends, even Mm -hmm. your pets and arrange them on a table or the counter or your altar. If you have a permanent one along with votive candles and you light the candles in their memory. And while you're doing so, you speak their names out loud and express well wishes and thank them for being a part of your life or lineage. And you sit quietly and pay attention to what you experience. Um, you might receive messages, and if you do, you can write them into your book of shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, write them in a in a in a journal. Um, the uh, ancestors altar can be created just for Samhain, or you can have one up all year round. Mm-hmm. And another way to honor the passing of family and friends is to visit their actual grave sites at a cemetery Mm -hmm. um you know call to mind memories and consider the ways the loved one continues to live on with you you can bring an offering such as flowers dried herbs rosemary is a great one yeah Uh, fresh water moon water um that that would be a great way to celebrate Mm that
0: i want to also say uh let's go back to the food for a second because i love food (laughs) right um one of my favorite things to do for Samhain is to make these chicken wings, okay? Mm-hmm. They are to die for. And River, you showed me the recipe, mm-hmm. and we call them bat wings around this time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they are to die for. And I just want to say we also put that recipe on Patreon. If you, guys Oh, yes. It, out. it came out the day that we're recording today, which is mm-hmm. the 26th. Right. Okay.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: so you should definitely go check it out because you will not be disappointed if you make them for Samhain or if you celebrate Halloween. Halloween.
1: Yes. Yeah. That makes me think of a story of one of my friends just this week. She's so funny. She was driving to work. Well, actually, she was dropping her kid off at school and she noticed something on the front of her car. She thought it was a leaf. So she's driving along. And it doesn't move. And she's like, I'm going like 60 miles an hour. It should have been moved by now. And then all of a sudden this wing comes up. It's a bat. Oh And my it, it flies up. It scares her to death. She screams at the top of her lungs. Her kid is with her in the car, laughing <laughs> at her. And he's like, mama, it's a, it's a bat. And She's like, I don't care. And with, now I think bats are adorable. I love bats. Mm-hmm. They they eat mosquitoes. They're adorable, cute little creatures. I think, but she is terrified of them. So that was that was a funny story of one of my friends this week. <laughs> That's so funny. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about it until so, just now when we were talking about bat wings. Bat wings.
0: Um, But you can also bury uh, apples alongside the road for wandering spirits that no longer have a home to go to. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah. It's very wholesome. And then maybe if nobody grabs the apples, they will we'll have an apple tree. You know, That's right. We'll grow an apple tree. Mm-hmm. Um, you can dress in white or, and this one kind of confused me a little bit. You can dress in white or as another gender to confuse the spirits that may wish you harm, which was very weird because like, we dress up in costumes, you know, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. Halloween. And so, like, the it's like the other, like, as another gender to confuse the spirits that may wish you harm was just kind of, it kind of threw me off.
1: Yeah, I guess if the spirits are looking for you in particular, like, if one's got a vengeance to come after you and you dress as a different gender, that mm-hmm. might throw them off. That's, yeah, odd. I've never, never heard that one.
0: I know, me neither. And I was like, well, I mean, I feel like dressing as, like, like, something as, like, for Halloween. Like
1: I personally am going as
0: a hippie this year. I'm I know I'm going
1: as a bee. We're gonna have a party. She's coming mm-hmm. over to my house for Samhain this year. I'm excited. Although we're we're gonna have to celebrate it since on Sunday and we all have work on or school on on Monday. Um we're gonna celebrate Friday Mm -hmm. the day this is y'all are listening to this hopefully is the day that we're going to be celebrating um so yeah we're gonna have a party at my house Mm
0: -hmm. it'll be so much fun and Mm -hmm. you're probably like why a hippie I don't know I just like hippies (laughs)
1: oh I don't wonder why that is so you and (laughs) I'm going as a beef yeah that's my familiar yeah Yeah.
0: look we are so what's the word predictable
1: Yeah. There's a lot of words that you could fill in that blank. We'll go with oh, predictable. Yeah, I predictable. like that one better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with predictable as opposed to some of the other words that might be thrown around out there.
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. So if you do do a bonfire, which I really want to try this one when mm-hmm. we get together uh, with your bonfire, write your name on a stone. I did, it doesn't say how you write your name on it. So I would probably just write mine on with Sharpie. I don't know. Write your name on a stone and throw it into the fire and then check on it after like the morning, after the fire's gone out and see how it has dealt, like done with the fire. And that's supposed to tell you what your, uh, the coming year has like in store for you. That's so, crazy.
1: Cause I feel like it would all be charred. I can't imagine any rock that you throw. Everybody's going to have a charred new year.
0: Yeah. Like <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs>
1: I mean, I suppose if we wrote on crayon and it would melt, maybe it would make pretty colors on the rock. That might be fun to try.
0: Maybe I just feel like mine would just melt away, like catch on fire. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like your potato story. Did you tell Uh, our listeners about your potato story?
0: mm -mm, There's no need to talk about it yet.
1: (laughs) Y'all, she caught a potato on fire. I don't know that that's even possible. I know these stories. So growing up, yeah. I didn't I know her when she no, did this. I
0: don't remember how old I was. I think it was like 14 and, um, I go to my dad and I'm like, I'm just trying to bake a potato. Right. Cause I just was trying to eat lunch and I was trying and to the bake microwave potato. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: So microwave potato. And I asked my dad, I was like, Hey, I'm trying to microwave a potato. How long do I put it in for? Right. Cause I've never, I'm 14. I've never really like microwaved my own <laughs> potato, but I just seen my parents do it. So he goes, oh, about 15 minutes, right? (laughs) And so I literally put it in for 15 minutes and I wander around the house. I'm chilling, I'm cleaning. And it was like a weird, it was a weird day too. I specifically remember this because my sisters were like, we were all cleaning and we had all of the windows open and we never really have the windows open in our house. And I remember my oldest sister, she goes, oh my God, there's a fire. The mi- the microwave is on fire, and I started screaming, "There's a fire!" She told me to shut up because the windows were open, so nobody would call like like the fire department because it wasn't like really on fire. And so we open up the microwave, and it's literally looks like a lump lump of coal. And my sister like grabs some tongs and throws it into the sink and runs it under <laughs> some water. And then she goes and cuts it in half and there's a literally an ember inside of the potato. I literally (laughs) burned it all the way to the inside. And my dad, to this day, still says it's all my fault, even though he's the one who told me how long I should have baked the potato.
1: (laughs) I just love that story.
0: Yeah. And he said that he thought I had multiple potatoes. That's why he said 15 minutes. But I was like, why would I have multiple potatoes?
1: I feel like even 15 minutes for multiple ta- potatoes is a long time in a microwave.
0: I don't know. Man. I, I don't
1: know. I don't he, know either.
0: He still blames me. <laughs>
1: maybe microwaves were different in the olden days i don't know yeah, and
0: then and then my mom always comments on how what, next time i get a microwave i need a potato setting on the microwave <laughs>
1: Well, I agree with that. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, but throwing the burning the potato makes me think of what's going to happen to your rock when you put this <laughs> rock at a bonfire. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> we, we will, we will attempt to do this and report back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love bonfire magic. There is so much that you can do with bonfires. Um, t- you know, take bonfire flames from the fireplace put them in a cauldron make a bonfire in your cauldron mm-hmm. um write down a habit that you wish that you could in, and throw it into your Samhain cauldron flame your your and bonfire and I think you could do that with the big bonfire too everybody could write on bay leaves although bay leaves usually you write what your wishes are and it sends mm-hmm. them out to the universe so you might want to write on something else um to to burn something that you're trying to cast off, uh something that you're wanting to release. Um you can also move around the fire clockwise to move forward into things. Hmm. You can move counterclockwise, I guess while we're dancing, mm-hmm. move counterclockwise to get rid of things, to end things, and move okay. clockwise to f- bring forward things. Interesting. Yeah, just just a thought.
0: Yeah, I've never moved clockwise around a bonfire to my recollection, to my knowledge. I've never, <laughs> never done that.
1: It would be fun to dance around the bonfire. I bet our husbands would just sit in their chairs and watch. They wouldn't yeah. partake of that. Shake they their would, heads. Yes. <laughs> they would say, hey, you want a beer? Yeah, let's go get a beer. Yeah, and they would yeah, leave we'll- us out there.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I have some like fun little colors and stones crystals okay that go with uh Samhain. okay so the colors that go with Samhain are black orange white and silver which kind of makes sense that you makes know? sense yeah and I think I even said these in a previous episode like one of our earliest episodes when we just went over the Sabbaths just generally,
1: generally. mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And then stones or crystals that go with Samhain are obsidian, jet, and hematite. Which one? How do you say it?
1: Looks like hematite. I I don't know.
0: I just don't know where to put the
1: emphasis. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's these, these long syllable words. Well, if we just speak Georgian, hematite. Okay. Again, I apologize. (laughs) She apologizes for me a lot, y'all. <laughs> Even in the real world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes yeah, she does.
0: Um herbs that go with Sawan are mugwort, catnip, belladonna, mandrake, sage.
1: There's also the chrysanthemum, you know, the mums that are really popular at this time of year, at least here in the United States, I, mm-hmm. I don't know about other parts of the world, but it's this gorgeous flower. And they are considered protective flowers, which is a nice thing to have when the veils are getting really thin. Mm-hmm. Um, they bloom around Samhain. And what's really lovely about them is that they are seen as a representation of the sun and by association with fire, which is, oh. you know, this is a fire festival. Mm-hmm. Um, they make a perfect centerpiece for your altar or your dinner table. Say if you are having one of these dumb dinners, or if you're just having people over have some chrysanthemums, they have these gorgeous orange ones that are beautiful. They actually look like flames. Um, and if you can't find mums, which I think you probably should be able to, but if you can't, marigolds are a good alternative. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Make a list. We need, uh, bat wings, chrysanthemums, and a whole ton of herbs and like Hawthorne and Mandrake and all the colors of black, mm-hmm. orange, silver, white, all of it. Put Definitely. that all on your on your table. That's on
1: my on my list to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I have a did you know? And I'm gonna say it's a Ren Fact. Okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> Ren fact, one quarter of all the candy sold annually in the US. This is in the US,
1: is purchased for Halloween that actually doesn't surprise me. I think that that's crazy. I wonder what the other holiday, I mean, Halloween, I mean, Valentine's day is the hearts Mm -hmm. I bet, but that's not a whole lot of candy. It's just, you know, heart candy, Easter there's Easter bunnies. So it doesn't really surprise me that Halloween is a big one.
0: Mm -hmm. I thought that that was pretty cool, but like all candy industries produce candy nonstop. And yet Mm -hmm. one quarter of all that candy sold is sold during Halloween, which is is crazy. crazy. It's just crazy. So like just half of the, the, the candy that's not sold, like, does it just go bad? You know, like, no, my, my kids will eat it.
1: (laughs) Your your kids will eat all three other quarters. Yeah. They're going to eat three quarters of the the United States candy. I guarantee it.
0: (laughs) And since we've been talking about Samhain a lot, I threw in like a little like a little bit about Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um Halloween evolved from the ancient Celt uh Celtic holiday of Samhain and over the centuries a ha- uh, little bit wow, Halloween <laughs> transitioned from a pagan ritual to a day of parties, costumes, jack-o-lanterns and trick or treating for kids and adults, which I thought was yeah. cool.
1: Yeah. And in our house, we celebrate Halloween and Samhain together. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a mixed holiday. I do make the feast. I've never called it a dumb dinner before. Mm -hmm. I've never heard that term before. But I make a feast that we name all the foods creepy names. Like you said, the bat wings. We have salty bones, which the recipe for that is also available to our our uh, patrons on Patreon. (laughs) Spider eggs, which are actually meatballs goblin fingers, which are actually fried green beans. We put dry ice in a cauldron on the table. And as that smoke comes out, it just Mm -hmm. looks so cool floating around the food and the candles. Yes. Very cool effect. And then of course we have witchy cocktails of some kind. Mm -hmm. Um, I also like baking a a cooking pumpkin. You know, you can buy the, I think they're called sugar pumpkins. I'm not sure, but you buy a cooking pumpkin and clean it out just like you were going to cut it, but you don't put a face on it and then you bake it and then I fill it. My mouth is watering. I fill it with Brunswick stew, which I call gruesome gruel. And it's very festive and tasty.
0: I specifically ask for this one. Whenever we celebrate together, I ask for Mm -hmm. this one, the gruesome gruel specifically because it's my favorite besides Mm -hmm. like everything else that you make. The gruesome gruel is absolutely my
1: favorite. And you guys, it's so easy. It it's, is so easy. It's you amazing. Know, with kids and everything else, it's not hard to put this together and everybody thinks you're super mom. It's, it's very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have a little Samhain poem that I found by this guy named Stuart Stafford. And I thought okay. I would read this as a closing to our Samhain mm-hmm. episode. Across a golden autumn tapestry appear the spirits of our ancient selves demanding recognition and reward for one haunted night. Sated they retreat from winter's onslaught and retire to subconscious hibernation for another 12 month. Hmm. And I just it gives me chills. I don't know why. I just love that poem. I like that. And it's written by a guy named Stuart Stafford.
0: Oh, I like that. That's I a like good it ending. Too. To the Sowin episode, I thought so too. Well, I mean, yeah, like we just said, that's all that I have. And thank you uh, all for listening. Yeah. Well, I got to do the outro. Oh, do the outro. <laughs> <laughs> we always mess up the
1: outro. <laughs> I always forget about it. <laughs> ah.
0: So, okay, you can find us on all social medias. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at C3 witchy podcast and you can always also always yes you can always find us at www.c3witchypodcast.com mm-hmm. there you will find links to our patreon our merch all of the links to our episodes and updated like information about us and what episodes we're talking about you can find our newsletter there you can find our blog there mm-hmm website is a good place to start if you don't know where you got one.
1: That sounds good. Yeah, we got good merch to look at. We're, mm-hmm. we're exploring new opportunities with that. Um, definitely come support us. We need all the help we can get. We mm-hmm. really, really love doing this, but it does take money and time and effort to do this. So any help mm-hmm. that you all can give us to keep us going would be great. Yes. Um,
0: Ooh, what else is new with Patreon? We're... Oh, we've started doing, I think we've decided we're going to do more bonus episodes. Yes. And we're going
1: to try to do them like two Wednesdays out of every month bonus episodes, Mm -hmm. if we can do it.
0: Yes. Twice a month is the goal and they're going to be shorter, but they're short and sweet and absolutely fun. They're just fun.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Just fun episodes for our patrons who help us so much. Who We thank you guys very, very mm-hmm. much.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: really couldn't do this without you.
0: We absolutely love um, our patrons.
1: <laughs> we are yeah. working on changing up our Instagram and we aren't quite sure what we're going to do with it. So there may be a time period where we don't have daily posts right now. I've been posting daily, mm-hmm. but we want to change our aesthetic a little bit. And mm-hmm. so it may be, I've, I've got enough to get us through October, but I think we might be changing things up come November. So, mm-hmm.
0: so don't be alarmed. Yeah. Just bear with us, stopping. us. We'll, we'll post whenever we have a episode, but until we get it figured out, will be, we'll still be there. So you can still contact us. Oh yeah. There.
1: We'll, we'll be there. We just mm-hmm. don't know quite how we want to post from now on to make it mm-hmm. look better. And we're trying to go guys. with a
0: different aesthetic. We're trying to mm-hmm. get a good aesthetic going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you guys have any suggestions, let us know.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. You know, what do you like about what we have posted in the past? What don't you like? What's boring? What's not boring?
0: Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what's new? What's old?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So- <laughs> Okay. We'll be back. We will be back. Thank you.